want to spend more time creating space in interactions to ask powerful questions. Powerful questions that help in the conversation, but I want people to leave feeling like they really felt heard. They really felt heard, seen, and valued. That's how I want my interactions to be. This is Inclusion Begins With Me, conversations that matter. I'm your host, Dr. Cindy Pace, Vice President and Global Chief Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Officer at MetLife. Our podcast examines the pivotal role people play in creating inclusive workplaces that are built for the future. How does inclusion impact our well-being? Why is it a business imperative? In each episode, we weave together storytelling and research-driven conversations with globally recognized authors, experts, and DEI practitioners. On the show, we tackle steps that each of us can take to advance DEI. This is our inclusion resolution episode. You may remember our episode from last year. We picked out the best advice from each of our guests and shared it with you to help you set your own goals for the new year. This year, we're doing it a bit differently. So here's how this is going to work. Elliot Schiaparelli, my producer, is here with me and she is going to read some inclusion resolutions from our listeners of the podcast. We're going to use the resolutions to help you set your own goals by providing advice and context. Listen closely because we're going to want to hear the inclusion resolutions that you set. Happy New Year, Cindy. This is our first episode of 2024. So we're officially in the third year of Inclusion Begins With Me, Conversations That Matter. Wow, 2024. Well, Happy New Year, Elliot, (laughs) and Happy New Year to our listeners. Thank you for joining us in this conversation. We learned so much having conversations that matter, and I look forward to bringing you more dialogue this year. Absolutely. And Cindy, since it's the start of the new year, many people are setting these New Year's resolutions. And given the topic of our show, this is our play on a New Year's resolution. It's an inclusion resolution. And that can be any small or large action you take that fosters inclusion. So we have quite a few resolutions from friends of the show. But before I get going sharing them with you, what are some things to keep in mind when identifying our own inclusion resolutions? And how can we hold ourselves accountable? I like to use the framework that we use in organizations. And I've been using this for many years since I've been in corporate America. And that is setting what we call SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym. It means that the goal should be specific. So maybe you have a goal that this year I will complete a marathon, right? You don't have to go into detail, but it's very specific instead of saying, I'm going to run this year. I see. Then you want to do something measurable. 
The other thing is it has to be achievable, something that you can actually achieve because this is going to help your confidence. It's great to have what people have used in the past and use the term bold, audacious goals. It's great to be bold. It's also important that they're achievable. And I would actually maybe make it this an A squared to say, think about achievable and accountable that you're going to truly hold yourself accountable for reaching this goal and make sure that you achieve it at the end of the year. So if if it's a marathon, what do you need to do to run a marathon? If you're not a runner, perhaps break those down into smaller steps. That's something else to think about. I don't know why I'm always, you know, Elliot, you notice I'm always talking about either running. <laughs> you're not a runner though, are you? Sydney? I am not. A, I, <laughs> listen, I tried. Me too. But I bought a book and then I I said, okay, I'm going to start running. And I did a run walk type of program. Mm -hmm. Well, I realized I loved walking better than running. (laughs) (laughs) So I I became a walker and that's the end of my running story. So there's, there's my goal. The last two things is make it relevant, relevant to you. And what I mean in terms of that is, Is this goal relevant in terms of your overall goal for yourself? And the last thing is making it time bound, making sure that the goals that you have have an end date or they have a time stamp on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it could even just be at this time, I'm going to check in to see how well I'm doing with this goal. So again, think about SMART goals. I would say the time bound thing is easy with a New Year's resolution because it's like in 2024, this is what I'm going to do. But I think a year is a really long time. So it's like, do you check in after a week, after a month? How do you make sure you're sticking to these goals? Because I feel like New Year's resolutions get like a really bad rap. Like, you know, I think I read online when I was researching this episode that only 8% of people stick to their New Year's resolution. Exactly. So the thing is, it's not just for the year because it becomes really big. To your point, that's 365 days. How do you break that down? Maybe by quarters, Mm -hmm. maybe by months, maybe by weeks to be able to attain your goal. And when we don't do that, when we don't, you know, you can be time bound and say the horizon that I'm looking at is 2024. Here's what I'm going to do monthly to be able to reach that goal. Here's where I'm going to have check-ins with myself to make sure that I am I'm being consistent. So I always say smart goals are great and then break them down to smaller goals or key milestones that you want to reach within within the year. I know I'm sounding real corporate. Oh, I was thinking like mile markers, oh, like running. See? Yeah. That that's why I love diverse thinking. My goal last year was to do a half marathon. <laughs> so it's like very fresh in my mind. <laughs> well, how did that go? Oh, I I did it, but then after I finished the marathon or half marathon in May, I stopped running. So I have to like reset the goal again this year and go for it again. <laughs> well, you did it. So that you set a goal and you achieved it. And so when you set a goal and achieve it, it makes you feel good. And it also gives you confidence and belief in yourself that you can achieve what you set out to do and know that the goals will have challenges, right? So think about what am I going to do if I fall off? 
how will I reset myself? Will I give myself space and grace? That's one thing I think you should think about. What's my plan for re-engaging and inspiring myself to go back to this goal that I've set? Let's jump into some resolutions. Yes. We have to hear some of these inclusion resolutions because right now our goals are sounding very exercise-based and we have... (laughs) And people may stop listening. I think they might. (laughs) All right. Our first resolution is from your first guest on the show, Daisy Oje Dominguez. She told us, quote, I want to help people leaders reclaim their light, conquer turbulence with integrity, empathy, and resilience, and pave the way for innovative leadership models anchored in the essentials of progressive workplace culture. So I would say Daisy is not your average inclusion resolution setter, but how does she go about this? How does she help people leaders reclaim their light? First of all, I should not even be telling Daisy what to do because, okay, she clearly is going to be helping us. I like what Daisy is saying, and it's a vision setting. So a, a piece of this is she's saying, here's a vision that I have. I want to be able to help leaders reclaim the light, Conquer turbulence in with integrity, empathy, and resilience. I'll use this for an example. And then what she wants to say is by doing what? So then it's being very specific in, in what way am I, as an advisor, as a coach, as a leadership and resilience coach for top executives, CEOs, how am I going to do this for them? So it could be, I will be coaching around resilience and empathy and compassion. I will develop a framework in which I will use with my clients. We also have some podcast listeners who shared their inclusion goals. This one's from New Jersey. In 2024, I will not shy away from uncomfortable conversations. I will work to be comfortable being uncomfortable. I love this quote. I want to take this one up too. I mean, it's very easy to say, oh, I'm not going to have that conversation. One of my guides to having tough conversations is really anything that Brene Brown touches. <laughs> so her book, Daring Greatly, as well as Dare to Lead. Dare to Lead is one of my favorite books because I, I see it as a leadership book. She really goes into managing discomfort. And so for this, I think, again, there's a vision here. You know, I want to shy away from not having uncomfortable conversation. So maybe something specific is, I will find resources to help me be able to tackle difficult conversations. So that could be, you know, there's several frameworks out there. There's courageous conversations. One of our guests on our show, Mary Frances Winters, has a framework around having bold, inclusive conversations, which is available on LinkedIn. It's a LinkedIn learning module. So you want to just create the space where the person starts to get comfortable. 
And you might say, hey, do you believe in resolutions? Do, uh, do you set resolutions? I was listening to this episode called Inclusion Resolutions. Of no my pun intended favorite here. podcast. <laughs> my favorite podcast in the entire world. And they had this episode and I started to think about what was a resolution that I was going to set for this year. And one of the resolutions that I've set is that I was not going to shy away from uncomfortable conversations. And I want you to help me in this moment, honor that and see if the person says, sure. And then you're like, well, there's something I want to share with you. And you go into it. Cindy, I am so glad that we covered this one because I have to say so many of the resolutions that we got from people were about figuring out how to be uncomfortable. So now I have two more that I'm really excited about. All right. Also from former guests on the podcast. I'm going to read them both, and then I want to get your thoughts. So this is Dr. Britt Andreata and Aaron Hurst. Britt says her goal is to, quote, translate her content into more languages to make it more accessible to learners around the world. She also says they're working with native speakers to ensure the highest levels of accuracy and inclusion. And then Aaron says he's actually started doing a lot of work in Latin America despite not speaking Spanish. So his goal was to start learning basic Spanish. And in the next year, he wants to get to fluency, or he says basic fluency. So he says that's about showing respect for other cultures and not assuming everyone can and is willing to speak English all the time. I just like what Aaron said. You can't expect someone to always flex to your style. And that also means language. And that's this is something that we know about cross-cultural communications. Adaptability is really important to be able to adapt to your environment. It also shows it's the mark of a truly inclusive leader is one that adapts. I think Brits is, could be great in time bound to say, I want to be able to have these languages translated by a certain time. So if she starts with content, if she knows that her listeners are from the majority of her listeners are coming from certain parts of the world, she may want to prioritize the translations to say by first quarter, I'm going to have Japanese and Mandarin completed. And the second quarter, I'm going to do Italian and Spanish. Okay. Here's another listener from Argentina. Quote, in 2024, I will strive to bring my whole authenticity and self to work. One terrific lesson I have learned is that I can give the best of me when my uniqueness is fully present. I think this is a great goal. I think this needs to be more specific. Yeah. So how do we make it more specific? How do we break it down for this listener? So for this listener, one thing is, are these in certain interactions? So, you know, in my team interactions... You know, when it says to work, is it in meetings, mm -hmm. you know, kind of be a little bit more specific. And then what does it mean to bring your whole authenticity? I'm going to just say this. Strive to bring your best, your best authentic self, because authenticity looks different depending on how people identify it. Right. So what does that look like? Does that mean I'm going to speak my mind more? I'm not going to be quiet when I disagree. I'm going to, you know, I love music. So I'm going to start to listen to my music in my office 
I'm going to bring artifacts and images of places that I have traveled to let people know. So this needs to be more specific, measurable, achievable, which is I think it's achievable, accountable, relevant, and again, time bound. Mm -hmm. Break this down into smaller, smaller steps. Okay. So Susan McPherson says, quote, one of my key goals for 2024 is to focus on doing everything I can to ensure our team members, clients, and colleagues feel a sense of inclusion. The world is a challenging place right now, so I want to go the extra mile to fill spaces with kindness and compassion and empathy. So if we go back to, we said that goals are smart. Mm -hmm. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Doing everything you can, what does that look like? So maybe identify three inclusive behaviors. So maybe choose one of those and say, I'm going to give every voice value, which means in our meetings, I'm going to take time to make sure I've heard from everyone outside of our meetings. I'm going to make sure I've heard from everyone because sometimes a meeting setting is a very stressful setting for people and they actually don't say what needs to be said. (laughs) So, Even if you ask somebody, they may agree with what someone else said. They may not really tell you. So maybe giving voice value is to make sure that in every interaction I have with my team members, I'm making sure that they feel heard. Yeah. And so that could be an example. That's a great example. So Stephanie Johnson, she's an author, an expert in DEI from University of Colorado. She says, quote, my goal for 2024 is to better celebrate my team members' accomplishments. Recognition is one of the key drivers of inclusion. It shows people that they are seen and valued. How do we celebrate each other's accomplishments? There are a lot of ways you can celebrate people's accomplishments. I think a good idea here is to understand how people want to be recognized. Because I... I did something at the top of 2023 where I was on stage in front of a lot of people and I acknowledged somebody. I thought that I was recognizing them and I think it brought a level of discomfort and it threw me off because I was like, oh, I thought I was recognizing this person, but that's not how you have to learn how people want to be recognized. And so first I would ask them, And then have different ways of recognizing people. Some people love a thank you. Like, that's it. Some people want a trophy. (laughs) Some people want to be taken out. They want to be treated special, right? Sometimes, you know, we, especially on teams, there's a lot of we and there's a lot of coming together as a team, but maybe taking some one-on-one time with team members to say, thank you, I appreciate, find ways that the team wants to be or the people want to be acknowledged. That's first, and then deliver on that. So they will say, oh, she listened, she heard me. Wow, I feel valued. Mm. Now we're going all the way to Ireland for our next one. This listener says his resolution is to have the courage to act in the moment. Well, for this resolution, it's quite simple. It's 
it's a muscle that this person has to be able to exercise. And so they actually need a a regimen that says, when I am confronted with situations where I feel myself pulling back, I'm going to give myself permission to act. Mm. And I'm going to say, I'd like to share something with you. Like, find what what is your word going to be? What's your word going to be? So, you know, you have a positive trigger. You know, a lot of us get negative trigger, <laughs> triggers. What's your positive trigger? I see. It could be, I'd like to say something here. Yeah. That's going to be your, okay, this is my... This is my moment. I'm I'm speaking up. Or it could be, it's important for me to acknowledge X, Y, and Z. Or I would be remiss if I didn't say. Whatever it is, find your word and that's going to be your regimen. Yeah. So every time you're in that moment, you call on that. Yeah. And it's just like a way of being prepared to jump into a conversation. Yes. Yeah. So... Cindy, this one comes all the way from Spain. Okay. They say, in 2024, I want to intentionally contribute to my colleague's sense of belongingness. And they say, very specifically, they want to intentionally and genuinely check in with people about how they're doing at work and personally. They say they'll approach people who have different backgrounds and get to know more about them. I think this is this is really good. Be specific. Who are these people? Because you can identify so think about who are people that I did not spend time with in 2024 that I need I want to get to know. Who, so get a short list of people that you say this year or this quarter I'm going to get to know five people a quarter. I'm going to start off with these five. Think about with your colleagues what does belonging mean to them because belonging is an outcome. Mm. It's an outcome. So what goes into somebody feeling belonging? Is it feeling heard? Am I really listening to people? How do I communicate to someone that they feel heard, right? Or seen? How do I let people know I value their contributions? Like, what are the actions that you can take? I love this one. And I think that just a little bit more thinking about it and, and being intentional you can get this one done. This listener is from the Dominican Republic. She says she wants to meet new people and learn from them because getting to know people is how we learn about their diversity and difference. So if you want to meet new people, you have to put yourself out there. So you have to go places where you don't know people. And so that means you have to be read. What's your thing to introduce yourself? So I remember this year, I had learned this from several leaders over the course of, of my career that they could go into a room and not know a single person and go around and introduce themselves. And I was like, oh my gosh. Now, when I was a kid, my mother would make me do that. <laughs> and I had that muscle for a very long time. But I think when I moved around a bit, I lost it. I still have it. But the intention that I like here is that I want to meet people. And so keep that in mind that you're going in curious. You want to learn about people. So maybe you introduce yourself and you don't introduce yourself by your corporate title or your organizational title, whatever your title or position is. You may say, hi, 
My name is Fran and I'm so excited to be here. You know, and I said, when I walked in, I was going to walk over and introduce myself to you. How are you doing? You know what I mean? Like have something to pull that person in and make them feel like they're the most important person in the room. I love people who have that ability, like that you're just drawn to them. It's called focusing on them. Mm -hmm. Just keep the focus on them. Don't have your phone out. Don't look up, don't look at people walking by. Focus on them and remember something specific that they said. Are they going on a trip? And and play it back to them and say, when you're walking away, I hope that you enjoy the trip that you're going on. And I look forward to keeping in touch. Also be ready to exchange information. Awesome. All right, Cindy. Our last resolution is yours. My inclusion resolution is to listen more. Mm. Listen more and ask questions. I'm reading a few books about the importance of asking questions and the power of a question. And I want to spend more time creating space in interactions to ask powerful questions. Powerful questions that help in the conversation. But I want people to leave feeling like they really felt heard. They really felt heard, seen, and valued. That's how I want my interactions to be. I think that's very specific and very measurable. Thank you so much, Cindy. Now that we have all this great advice, we would love to hear from you, our listeners. Please share your inclusion resolution either on our LinkedIn post for this episode or in the reviews on whichever platform you use to listen. Thank you all for joining me on this episode of Inclusion Begins With Me, Conversations That Matter. You can learn more about all of our Inclusion Begins With Me guests at MetLife.com. At MetLife, we are committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we believe making a difference in the lives of our customers, community, and the world around us is altogether possible. Learn more and join us at MetLife.com. The link is in our show notes. Please don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Inclusion Begins With Me, Conversations That Matter, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I hope you also take the time to rate and leave our show a review. Before we go, we'd like to thank our podcast partner, Human Group Media, who helped us produce this show. That's it for today's episode. I hope you join me in the next one.